Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. The podcast is sponsored by BetOnBrazil.com. It's a new betting site. Go and have a look at it. And if you use the code United10, you get a free £10. There's an hour before kick-off and I'm stood outside Old Trafford before the Manchester United against Stoke City game. It's a beautiful day at the start of October. It's sunny. You can hear the cry of the scarf sellers, the fanzine sellers. And I'm joined by three young men I'm going to speak to for a few minutes. They're not from the Ukraine like our previous guests. Um, Owen from Derry. Um, you've written for United We Stand for a long time. You've been going to Manchester United games, home and away for, for many, many years. You watch the team closely. You're one of the most popular contributors for United We Stand, but I'm not going to say what your name is, because that will spoil your mystique. What have you made of Manchester United so far this season? Um, but up and down, really. Uh, I can't really think of any players that have particularly stood out. I suppose Ibrahimovic is, would qualify as a success. Rashford's been pretty good. Um, but it's probably the players who've been less than great that have stood out more. Rooney being the obvious one. Pogba's not exactly set the order like so far, but I think it it will, it will come good. Um, I just think he's still struggling for the right formation, the right lineup. Um, I'm not a fan of the manager, to be honest. I never have been. Didn't want him as the manager, but he's here now, so it's not like I'm going to want them to lose or anything. But you know, I still I have reservations, shall we say? You've been consistent with that. Why? I just, I just, I just never liked them. I just, I, and I find it. You hard. knew he was like a kid. Uh, yeah, yeah, he grew up on our street in Derry. Uh, is, me and him used to go to the Bet on Brazil uh, boogie shops all the time as kids. <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. He's just, I, it was the same, he reminds me of the Van Persie thing. Whenever Van Persie signed for United, United fans just fell in love with him straight away, and I didn't. And I just, I just saw him as an Arsenal man, and I just think Mourinho, he's just not, I just, him and Manchester United just don't seem to marry up well to me. But I appreciate that's probably my problem and no one else's really. So, Football fans are extremely fickle and feckless. Yes. They're, they're also loyal in many ways. But I remember Alan Smith signing from Leeds United and the U-turn mm-hmm. some fans yeah. did. Some didn't. Steve Black, yeah. who also writes for United We Stand, was consistent in his animosity uh, towards Alan Smith, even when he was playing really well against I Roma. It, yeah. But fans, <laughs> they really do change the tune, don't they? I'm not saying I'm, you know, if United end up winning the European Cup next season, I was going to say this season, but that's not going to happen. I'm sure I'll probably be wearing a Mourinho mask to the first game of the following season. But I don't know. I just I, I find it hard to warm to him. And even, you know, at the start of the season he came in and he was kind of quite reverential about the club, and he always has been. He's always spoken very well, even as when he was the Real Madrid manager. But when, this season, I just think he's kind of picking fights with players unnecessarily and just being a nasty shit that he always has been really and I just don't like him really um, I'm sure he's devastated to hear that as well If you're listening to this Mr Mourinho we do offer you the right of reply you can come and stand with us outside the next game which is who's the next game there's a break now isn't there I don't know so, so this is this is um, this will be our seventh game in 22 days a real mixed bag because the start of that seven was the derby game um, thanks for your time Owen no um, finally where will United finish this season and will Mourinho still be manager by Christmas they'll finish um, away to West Brom in the, the, in the <laughs> I think no, Wait, I, in which league position will Manchester United finish no, this let's season? just pick a number and say second behind, yeah. behind the wonderful glorious Pep Guardiola what do you S- think of him S- Saint Pep uh, I think he's got no hair and that's 
you know, how can you trust a man who's got no hair? Uh, but, but he's a brilliant football manager, is, as is yeah. Mourinho. No, he's good, he's a good, he seems like a decent lad as well, to be yeah. fair. Um, they've looked good so far, City, but, you know, it's early days, anything can happen. Aguero's bound to miss a couple of months, as he usually does, and, you know, we'll see what happens when, when that happens. Or, like, Britain could invade the Falklands again, he might be called up for national conscription for Argentina. I think you'll find it's called idea. the Malvinas, and Andrew, not the Falklands. <laughs> But yes, that could happen. I'll leave you to it. Have All a right. safe trip back to Cheers, L- L- London Derry. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Oh, have I got to say Derry? Uh, we can say whatever you want. Yeah. I Derry, do say Derry because I know people from all sides of the community, and they say Derry. Nobody, nobody who's from Derry says London Derry. No one. Even people who are from, you know, the, the people who you, you might expect to say London Derry, don't. Does anyone in Northern Ireland say London Derry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People who are from outside, yeah, they the would city say. will say London Derry, but no one who's actually from there say, you know, it's a bit of a stupid thing, really. But yeah, sure. Manchester the whole, Derry. The whole thing's very stupid. All right, thank you for your time. All right, cheers, mate. I'll see you after the game. Uh, Rob Major, Rob's a designer for United We Stand, laser pages out. you watching United home and away. Rob, what have you made of the team this season? Um, it's been very up and down, hasn't it? Um, there's been waves of giddy enthusiasm when they've played well and then despair when they've not played so well. I think the, the truth of it all lies somewhere in the middle. I think we've just got to give Mourinho time to, to bed his ideas in with the players. And there's a bit of a hangover from the Van Gaal era, especially with... When players get hold of the ball, they don't know whether to pass sideways or pass forward. I think get Carrick in the side and get get some more positive balls going forward. I think we'll be all right. But I've been really impressed with Herrera when he's coming, and I've liked Herrera for a long time. Um, Good lad. He's a great. He's just a great addition to the midfield, and he's, he gives us those legs and that enthusiasm, and he's not afraid to get stuck in either. And I'm, I'm really glad it's coming coming good for him. I like Blint as well. I think at the moment I would play Blint over Shaw. It's not a popular choice that, but I think Blint's more composed at the back. We look brilliant against Leicester with Blint. A lot, lot of uh, the good things came from his side, and I don't think give give Mourinho time. I think there's a lot of lot of people want instant results, but I think let him get get to grips with this group of players, and we'll see what happens. You mentioned two people there, Blint. Among the players, he's massively respected for his football intelligence. They would pick him out, say he's, uh, he reads a game better than any other player yeah, think, at, at the club. And then you mentioned Van Hal. Yesterday I spent the day with somebody who worked every day with Louis Van Hal at AZ Altmar. And this person is experienced in football. And he said he'd never worked with anybody as talented and as effective and as clear in his ideas and philosophy as Louis van Gaal. He said he knows it didn't work out at Manchester United, but he had such a clear idea of what he wanted. And I think he got the Manchester United job off the back of being able to implement that. But unfortunately, he couldn't do. But there is still a lot of support for Van Gaal as a coach. I'm not going to pretend he was successful at Manchester United because he wasn't at all. But I found it quite interesting to get that perspective rather than someone saying he was rubbish. Um, Thomas Woods, United fan. Yep. What have you made of United this season, Thomas? Um, Kind of the same what the other lads said. Um, I wasn't really expecting us to fly out the block. So when we played fairly well for the first three games, it's quite... um, encouraging and then City came along which was a bit of a wake up call really because I think you can often you win any game with a late goal it's a win on the board Uh, we struggled to um, break Hull down Uh, but then all of a sudden we got three wins on the board and you're thinking well we can do this but you know uh, the odds are dropping for United as title challenges and I think we'll be be up there at the end of the season but I think City 
on early kind of early performances have got a touch touch more class than us. I'm just on some at Busby Way. I've just seen a couple of Stoke fans. Sorry to interrupt, lads. I just wanted to ask you, how's your team doing this season? Awful. Because well, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say I can see the league table. What's gone wrong? Uh, I don't know really. To be honest, really, we like gone a bit like West Ham. You know, it's, it's hard to pinpoint what's gone wrong. Really, it's quite frustrating because you know the setups there. The players are there. Defensively, I think we're not very good. Right. And we, we got rid of Volshide and brought in that Martin Zindi, and it sort of made a bit of a difference. But we need Butland back more than anything. I think maybe it'll, after this match, we've got a bit of a better opportunity then to win. You got a Manchester accent? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I live in Ashton. Right. right here, my dad is from uh, he's from Stoke. Have you got a Stoke accent, Dad? Uh, don't know. Lost some of his. Yeah, you have. You definitely got a Stoke <laughs> accent. So, is Mark Hughes still popular among Stoke supporters? Uh, still reasonably so. There's still a lot of a lot of people saying now it's time to go. But I think everybody's going to give him this game because he just write this one off. Yeah, because but you don't game. expect to beat Manchester United. Correct. I once took a train to watch Manchester United at QPR away, and the train stopped at Stoke, and a load of Stoke fans got on it. Saw that there's a few Man United fans on it, and said, "There's some shit on here." Among all the Stoke fans, there's a bit of a rivalry in that. There is, but I think it's just historically back to like the 70s and yeah, Man, United fan, Man United fans generally causing trouble everywhere they went. Yeah, and I think that's where it comes from. Yeah, you know, like not on a football in sense of a rivalry, really. Yeah. So but, coming down to your old ground, trying to get in the Boover men, that sort of stuff. Uh, yes, yeah, done on the Boover end for many years. Yeah, since early 70s. Yeah. So you've seen a lot of ups and downs at your club. Yep. You were a third division team a decade ago. Yep. I've seen us go from top division down there, back up, back down, back up again. Yeah. So if we go down again, we go down again. I just hoping it's not 23 years before we come back again. That's what it was, 23 years. Yeah. Um, do you miss anything about the old Stoke? Now that you're this all... Yeah, because it frightened teams coming to, well, Britannia Stadium as was. Right. Teams were generally frightened. And now you think, you have no fear of right. the physicality side of it. So that's been lost over the last three or four years? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. We might be watching more skillful football, but the intimidation's not there the same. Who's your best player? If his mind's on the game, um, Anortovic, Bojan, for me. Bojan, before his injury, was on fire. Uh, he's not been the same player since he come back, really. Thank you for your time. I hope you have a terrible 90 minutes, but I do appreciate your time. And, you know, I like coming to Stoke, even though it's always windy when we play there and it's always, it's always freezing. Windy all the time, mate. And I looked, at, um, I looked at the fixture list for this season. I think we play you in January away, and I wasn't surprised when I saw that. Oh, for a day in May in Stoke. Thank you. Sorry, Thomas. I was rude when I was talking to you before, and I just saw the, the Stoke fans, and I wanted to speak to them because I wanted some Stoke fans on there. Sure. Um, Mikatarian, I know he was someone you were very impressed with last year. You watch a lot of European football. Yeah, so I was kind of gagging to see him in a team, and I can understand what Mourinho did at the start of the season. I mean, you can't just lob all your new signings straight in there. Um, so, and he, even though you know, I may not necessarily agree with Mourinho's man management methods in the past. You kind of understand he's a boss, he wants to blood a player into his team. I think he should have been given a chance early. It was obvious that Rooney was, was struggling. And he's, he's got so much class as Mkhitaryan. He's got assists in him, he's got goals in him. I think he's going to be a success. And now it's a bit frustrating and we can't see him because he's injured. Um, so I think that's something to look forward to. You know, you've got Pogba who's obviously going to improve. Um, and he's barely had a pre-season. 
And then you've got Mkhitaryan, who I think could be a sensational player for United. And I'm really impressed by Master this season as well. I was worried he was just going to get shunted out, like you know, the, the press were talking about. It's just with Mourinho. And it's, it's quite encouraging to see Mourinho talk about Mata and how yeah, saying he does fit into his side now. Because I think he's probably been United's best player, at least in the attacking uh, half of the pitch. He's got something that all the other, a lot of players don't have. He, you know, it's his vision. There was a pass he played against Southampton where it was coming at him at kind of like knee height, and you can see Ibrahimovic pulling off on on the shoulder of Van Dyke, the Southampton defender. And he played it first time, cushioned volley, perfectly weighted. Van Dyke thought he was going to get to it, tried to hit it, was out of position, puts last hand through. Um, so I think, I mean, you might be a little bit weak defensively, but you can surely you can afford players like that on your side. Thank you for your time, Thomas. I'm going to get in the ground. We'll be joining you after the game. Hopefully, with Manchester United having picked up another three points. We heard on Saturday night that legendary United striker David Hurd had passed away at age 82. He'd not in the be- been the best health for a while. Um, he's obviously very sad. He scored 114 goals in 212 games for Manchester United. An incredible record, but he was also a great striker for Arsenal. He moved into management. And when you're from Urmston, like I am, we knew David Hurd because David Hurd Motors. He had a garage at the Nagshead Circle. So I used to cycle past there as a kid, and he was known as the guy who played for United. He was a famous name. And then when I became a journalist, I was lucky enough to interview David several times. I remember doing him once for the official United magazine in 1995 and I went to have a cup of tea with him in his garage, give me a great interview and a couple of months later he rang me up to say that his grandchildren had read it and realised that he wasn't telling them lies when he said he was a famous <laughs> Manchester United player. So it was worthwhile for him doing that. Um, I was too young to see David play but I'm with someone who did play with him, uh, Paddy Crerand. Paddy, it's very sad, isn't it? I mean, he's had a great life, David. He's oh, 82 yeah, years he, old. But he, what, he, what was he like? A terrific centre forward. Yeah. His goal scoring record was incredible. I mean, his goal scoring record would put him up there alongside the greats in the game. He was a terrific player to play with, very unselfish player. And playing behind him and Dennis Law, that was the two that played up front, two great players. You set him up for a few. Well, I'll take credit. Stop, stop being modest. You've just told me you reckon you set him up for 80 of his 112 goals. I told you that earlier on, but it's not true. But it is a sad day in actual fact. When you said he's a terrific player, what yeah. type of player was he, Paddy? Unselfish. Strong, big. Strong, big. Good in the air, fast. Clever strong. on the ball. Right. Clever on the ball. You don't get players, a lot of players that are clever on the ball. He was. Terrific player to play with. And what type of goals did he score? You'd never seen him to hit a ball as hard as he could. He had a great strike, particularly his right foot. Power, incredible, incredible. Yeah. I don't think he scored many goals from six yards. Most of his goals would be between 20 and 30 yards. But terrific, lad. It's just very sad. What? It just makes us all a bit, what's the word, getting older and well, near so the end and the beginning. Um, <laughs> what was he like as a person? Smashing, very right, quiet. Quiet, OK. Yeah, quiet. You'd never seen him out anywhere. You wouldn't have known he existed. Just kept himself to himself. A terrific player. Who came into training, he was a quiet man. Quite, he was, yeah. Uh, who, who were his mates? I don't think... I, I mean, when you looked at football in those days, everybody was pallid with everybody on and off the pitch. But I mean off the pitch. But away from the game, I'm not sure, actually. Mm. Away from the game. Did you ever visit his garage? I've passed it a million times because my son lives in David Hume and I still pass it to this day and every day I pass it I think of David and it's still got the name even though David, yeah. David sold it I think he moved over to Lincoln 
Um, well, he, he managed there for a little period of time. Yeah, and Lincoln. he managed at Stockport County as well. I didn't know that. I, I believe, but yeah. it's at United where he scored oh, well, most of his goals. Most people didn't know that he played for Arsenal and done very well for Arsenal as well. Yeah. So, like Brian Kidd, a striker for United yes, and Arsenal. Arsenal yeah. those, those he was a great players. player to play with. Yeah. Yeah, very intelligent player. Yeah, good in the air. Yeah, good in the air. Not the best in the air because he, he liked the ball on the ground all the time. So, and when he got it on the ground, he just his power oh, in his shot. Oh, power in his shot was incredible, Andy. Yeah, power in his shot was incredible. Okay, thanks for your time, Paddy. Our, Cheers, our thoughts Andy. are with David's um, friends and family. It's obviously very sad, but he lived a great life and he'll be very oh, very well remembered by yeah. the United fans who saw him. He's a wonderful you, player, you, wasn't he? You see a few good ones about me. When you go away, <laughs> I, I'm not letting you die yet. You've got 20 more years yet. How old are you? 76. You're not allowed to go to your 100. <laughs> I can't come to matches without seeing you. It's post-match after United won, Stoke won. Um, tired to keep him. Was it Marshall who scored for United? Yeah. And... Uh, it was Joe Allen, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 So didn't um, didn't someone used to play for? Did we get beat? Who played for Feyenoord that turned us over? Was it Dirk Count? Yeah. So we keep yeah. getting turned over by ex-Liverpool players, don't we? Which isn't great. Uh, outside in the studio with us, we've got Aaron, we've got Ant, um, Bloom, we've got Ant Shaw, who uh, doesn't look very well, and we got uh, we got Dubs. Um, how many? Of the, there's four of us have been selling, and someone else has been uh, spewing. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how are you feeling, mate? You were looking pretty, pretty ropey when you rocked up here today. Yeah, um, a lot better now. Thank God. Honestly, in what nearly twenty years drinking, that's probably the worst I've ever been this morning. How old were you when you started? We got in his car this morning. His car smelled like turps from where he'd been breathing. God knows what he's thinking last night. I've, I've seen him. In, I mean, barely man. I've sat next to him there, to him from. Crystal Palace away and we've been like all day is at boxing and we've been all day is at cricket he was I couldn't believe the state of him I've seen yeah. people and I've seen people in like you know high dependency wards in hospitals oh, yeah. that have looked better so than he does yeah. the thing is it's normally though it normally he rocks up and he tells us right here here's, here's how many mags you're getting here's where you're selling and all this kind of stuff he pulled up today and he went can't you own mags lads and then walked off and spewed everywhere <laughs> It was like non-stop, non-stop for about five minutes. It was, it wasn't pleasant. Anyway, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, glad you better, Thanks, mate. Pal. Not ready for a pint now. We're well, watching golf. Yeah, ready. Yeah, we'll, we might have a chat about the golf at the end of this because uh, I don't really want to talk about the uh, about the game to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, you do. You play, don't you? Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah anyway, um, just before we get into the actual game, what are your thoughts on the actual team selection? Was it what you expected? Do you think it was the right? I don't like his persistence with uh, playing Lingard. I think you've got to play one of Lingard or Ashford. Um, I was quite happy when I saw it. Um, Pogba looked like on paper like he should have been playing a bit further forward. Um, Herrera does a, does an all right job in there. His distribution is not the best, is it? And uh, yeah, I, I was happy. At home, you should be just turning teams over like that, shouldn't you? So team selection, you could you could swap five of them around, couldn't you? And still hope for a winner. Any thoughts on anyone playing that shouldn't have been anyone? Oh, well, I could always say Lingard, really. Other than that, it was same as the, last week, and it was, you know, I thought it'd be okay, but again, it's just, well, what can I say, really? <laughs> Wanted Martial on the pitch because I think he's our best player still. Um, I thought, I, I'm a bit worried about this midfield because I just don't think we control any games whatsoever, even against the likes of Stoke. I think they get far too much ball, and um, I'm a bit worried going to Chelsea and Liverpool we're just such a weak midfield I think we'll just get overrun yeah, get by, get yeah, by yeah. Thoughts on the team selection Dubs? 
Yeah, could echo what everyone else has just said. You can't really complain with it. It was the same team that battered Leicester last week, pacing the team. No Fellaini and Rooney, so it shuts up a lot of the haters. So, um, yeah, I don't think any of us would have any, any real complaints with the starting line. In terms of that front three that finished the game, in terms of Martial, Rashford and Ibrahimovic, that's got the Rooney, Ronaldo, Tevez look about it potentially, hasn't it? Um, Pace and target man in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well I don't think style. I don't think that's United's problem. I think we create, we cause um, problems for any defence at the moment. I just think it's they've not got the platform because I don't think we control any football matches at all. Even the likes of Bournemouth and um, what were they called the other night, Zoya Lohansk. I don't, I don't think we look like a team controlling a match. So if we if we give, you know, if we get a platform in midfield, I think you'd see a lot more out of all of them. Lot. Do you think that front three, though, is the way to go forward with United as opposed to instead of two and four, I, I, four in the middle? I think so. I think with hindsight, everyone's saying that Martial should have started, but um, I think that goal will have done him in a world of good today. Uh, it, there's no doubt about it when he's on form. Um, he should be the first choice on that side, but you know he has, he's not been playing well this season. But yeah, I agree. I think that's straight onto Twitter, slagging his axe off now, <laughs> yes. isn't he? Yeah. I think um, you've got to, if you're going to play Ibrahimovic up front, which is what he seems to be doing every every league, league game at least uh, you need to have pace running off him don't you because of course you do. And you, players that are prepared to go out wide because Lingard's tucking inside today at times when we just needed to stretch their defence Thoughts on the first half then while I'm still here with you Aaron I thought we played alright first half Well yeah I said on Thursday night didn't I you need to set off with a bit of pace and create two or three chances in the opening 20 minutes and we could have been two or three up although they had a good chance didn't they just before um, Pogba's first one that he dragged wide but yeah, you know, it was it was all right, weren't it? As long as we're creating chances, but then you've got to take them, haven't you? Otherwise, it happens what's happened today. It's good to see we're creating chances. I, I, for me, it's just, I think we lack a bit of width. It's just going all down the middle all the time. If you just spread it out a bit more, you're going to see, like, that's why with Ibrahimovic in the middle, you need people getting out wide and putting in crosses for him because he's not going to run a lot, is he? Really. I actually, th- I know what you mean, mate. But I thought that was the width, the big, the most width we've played for quite a while today. Yeah, I, I sort but of do agree. a lot with it. But I, I like um, wingers, me that will run at the fullbacks, and I, I just think Mata brings the ball inside. Lingard won't run at anybody. I, I wanted to see Martial on the pitch um, from the off. I always want to see him on the pitch. So first half, yeah, again. I'm struggling for words in this one because for once I've got nothing to moan about <laughs> I, I think today United 6-2 would have been a fair score today um, I thought United played played really really well it was just one of them games where you don't take your chances and you're hoping that good sides if they don't you're going to have them days in front of goal sometimes where the keeper plays blinders but you're hoping then you're going to keep it solid at the back and, and at the minute we, we've not got a clean cheat in us at the minute and that's for me is the biggest worry of all Do you reckon obviously because the thing I found second half I thought United no, no, you know, I'd rather we'd score, but I thought they went in at half time, decent, re- relatively good performance against what ultimately was a resolute Stoke team. And Matt Hughes always comes here with an added bit of extra, done he? And he always sets up to not get beat, and he, he's done it pretty well most of his time. Um, I thought when we came out in the second half, though, for 15 minutes, we were fucking shite. It did take us a while to get going. I, th- I think Stoke helped with that, though, as well. They, they, they liked to break up the game, didn't they? they were- winning little free kicks and things like that but it did take us a little bit of a while to go I think that that's the one thing about us at the minute we're, we're playing well in patches yeah. we're struggling to put a full full 90 minutes of, of good good performance in but like I said I, I was nothing but encouraged by today so like, like you said Dubs before um, 
before we scored in that 20 minutes before we scored it was it was turning to the kind of game that Stoke wanted it to and I kept looking up at the clock and five minutes has gone and we've strung three passes together then we've lost the ball dragged the man down and I thought the best period of play was just after we'd scored you know everyone was up for it weren't they and unlucky really Blint's effort didn't go in because uh, that guy just chucks himself at it it were going, it were going right in the top corner going to come to that period of play after um, we scored in a minute because as you quite rightly say it was pretty uh, you know it was on top for Stoke wasn't it but we thought subs at the right time right people coming he on. did. he did for the first set I, I think he should have bought Carrick on when Rara got that booking for me I think we would have gone to win the game after that it just You're went a bit yeah, cells, yeah right? exactly yeah. and that was the mistake for me yeah. I think we would have won the game off I thought he was, I thought Matter was unlucky to be brought off for me though, especially in the first half. I thought he was the best player on the pitch. Um, but then, I mean, you couldn't really argue with the fact that you know he made the subs and we'd scored within five minutes. But no, I thought he was a little bit unlucky not to not to complete the game today, Matter. I didn't actually see the goal because everybody was piling into Wayne Rooney for uh, some dodgy touch, and then did he just leather it in? Did he? From was it Curler? Yeah, it was a great finish. Yeah, Came curled it straight in the top corner. Yeah. Off yeah. one of their defenders, it went to him. And that Rooney was assist, solid, I think. Another, another, another shit Rooney assist. assist. Similar to the one he scored, was it against Stoke last year? But just yeah. a bit closer. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah Rooney was. Um, he's just, he just touches off in it at the moment. Can't. Doesn't seem to be able to control the ball. Been off for three years, unfortunately. Yeah. When he comes to that. Going to go down as another assist. Yeah, it's that? another assist. Yeah, because assists are now really important yeah, in football. Well, Last five years, yeah, so there's yeah. assist charts and exactly. Arsenal hand out trophies for it, don't they? <laughs> Most assists. He's just got one more assist than Bobby Charlton now. <laughs> Does that mean he can actually leave now? Yeah, because top all-time all assister. Um, in terms of um, that period after United scored, where they were steaming forward, the crowd were up for it. You know, great atmosphere. We were creating chances for fun. It looked like United were just going to roll them over, didn't it? Yeah, uh, that, that just felt like proper United then, didn't it? You know, get another goal and, and win the game. But again, it's just carelessness at the back that's cost you. And it obviously disrupts the room in the game. But even after they scored, though, we, we, we had chances to win the game. I think Pog, Pog, how Pogba's missed that one, he's at the bar with. What I'm shaking my head at here is what were Daley Blint doing there? He weren't under any pressure. On the goal? Yeah, and he's just sliced it out of play. They just had to put his foot, foot on it and curl it down the line to Marshall. And instead, he's just, just lost his head and... I mean, after that, you should defend it properly, shouldn't you, what De Gea was doing? But, you know, just, I call it thick football sometimes, and it was, wasn't it? We 1-0 up, and just put your foot on it and keep the ball. So, are you blaming everybody as, as opposed to just the keeper for it? I'm blaming Daly Blimp for, for the throwing that led yeah. up to the goal. Yeah. Um, and then I can't really remember much after that, other than, other than De Gea parrying it when he's going to call there's, it. There's been a few goals that we can see this season that have been the fault of De Gea for me. And that, what that one today... There was one at Watford, the mm. first goal, mm. and there's, I don't know, it just doesn't seem in as good as form as he has been for the last couple of years so far. It's just very soft goals that he's been conceding. Who are you pinning the goal mm. on? Goalie, definitely. Mm. All day long? Yeah. They just look like a catalogue of errors for me from start to finish. I think there were so many opportunities for that ball to not be in where it was. Um, it's just poor. They even tried to miss it, didn't they? Who hit the bar from about two yards out? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I looked at, uh, obviously, Blinn's, because that was right in front of me, and it was, it was just a shit slice, and he had ages to deal with it, that was one thing. Um, Martial was getting shed loads of grief for not tracking back off somebody behind me, and then obviously the keeper was, you know, that was a balls up as well. And you could even argue that there was no one on the line to at least clear it off after that cock up, because they made hard work, as you rightly said, about putting in. but... I think Martial, he, look, he looks sometimes like he can't be arsed, and I was, I was saying a few things about him, look like you're up for it, you know. 
um, when, when he came on. But I just think that's that's just how he is, isn't it? He's, he's not going to trap back and get behind the ball, is he? He's not, that's not his strength. But no, it's not the type of player Mourinho would like, though, that is it. So that's a bit worrying as well. What, do you reckon he might end up saying, not my style, well, he, see you later? He's already on the bench, isn't he? So um, I'm a bit worried that if he doesn't, you know, if he'd like the goal that we conceded at Watford, might end up out of the team permanently if you know if you didn't track back it's, I mean I, I described that performance United were on top pummeling them um, the, the, but there was clearly a bit of a right I think we'll settle for this now yeah without a doubt obviously with five minutes to go you've had one of the days where you just can't put it in the net you do think to yourself right, let's just see the game out um, they didn't have many chances but they, they was, I don't, you just don't ever get a feeling with United's defence that, that were rock solid and that they're always going to keep you know keep them out and um, well, we've paid the price for it yeah, I think we're always in control. Of, well, sorry, I thought I don't think we're always in control of the game. Um, even when we play crap teams, and I think that's a big problem for us because um, you never, you always feel like the other team's got a goal in them at the moment. And I don't understand why you know he's a man. We've got a manager who is obsessed with picking defensive midfielders, and then all of a sudden he don't play any for us. I just don't. When he's got a world class um, attacking midfielder, he can't attack. He's got him tracking back. I think he's uh, he's trying to turn under her hair into that, isn't he? But for me, we are missing a, a man who's going to pick the ball up off the back four yeah. and help us go exactly. forwards, yeah, yeah, like yeah. Michael Carrick. We need Control a Michael game. Carrick, don't we? And I think I think the person to do that is Daley Blint once Luke Shaw's yeah. back. Fit. Yeah, once, like Aaron said, when Luke Shaw's back, I think he might switch towards that because he, he likes having Daley Blint in there. He's played more or less every guy. I thought it'd be straight out of the team when this season started for me so hopefully when Shaw's back he might put him in there and it might start to work then. yeah I'm hoping that as well yeah I agree, agree again with the guys um, <laughs> I reckon listeners are probably going to wear a short pause <laughs> prior to me talking here after we've just edited something yeah, completely inappropriate out um, going forward obviously the next uh, it's a disappointing result none of us are truly disappointed with the performance but we're more frustrated than anything else uh, We've got a long international break to stew over that now, which is never good, is it? Top um, at least. Against City, are they? Yeah. yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, no, no fucking point, is it? When we're ten points behind, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, playing for fourth, on, playing, for, playing for fourth in uh, yeah. in October. Um, but um, obviously, that week we come back, um, it's that week of Liverpool and Chelsea away, which is going to be massive, isn't it? Not so much in terms of where we end up, because I don't think we're going to end up anywhere we'd want to be anyway, but. You know, you don't want to get turned over in those two games because that'll put just shitloads of Van Gaal type pressure back on the club, won't it? I think the um, you know the issue with them three games we've already been turned over at home against City, so we don't don't want that to happen again. I think that's the last game of the uh, the three, isn't it? You just want to go in go into them games and um, put a bit of a marker down as to where we're going to go as a, as a side. I don't like to say I don't think we're going to win the league. I don't think anyone's under any illusions that we're going to go on and win the league, but. You know, just just like to be competitive and uh, and put in some good performances and get a few results. I'm hoping Liverpool burn out at some point because right? that is just hundred mile an hour. Them constantly in a minute. But well, that's how United yeah, used to win leagues. Yeah, so you, yeah. you couldn't you couldn't handle the intensity. Of yeah, that's it. I'm I'm a bit worried about that one to be honest. I think it's it's Chelsea City then. Uh, no, it's Liverpool City Chelsea. And is that how it is? Yeah. So it is. I thought it was Liverpool I thought it was Liverpool. Yeah. Oh, that's the week after. I think we can beat. I think we're more than capable of beating Liverpool and Chelsea. The problem is, is we're just we're not we're not allowing our world class player to move forward. Why? I don't know why we've got. Yeah, yeah, the new Neil Webb. I don't know why. I just don't get why. I know, but 
that causes its own problems because he's supposed to be our midfielder, if you get me. So, yeah, yeah. just why not play a midfielder and let him go forward? But he did go yeah. forward today and fucked it up three times, didn't he? That's what I mean. But that leave gaps where he's supposed to be, where, where he's playing. So, thoughts on that uh, week we've got coming up is it is big in it in the sense okay, of, of you course don't want to get rolled it, over it's, twice it's, more because then it'll be, we'll be under the cost, won't we? It's make or break. I mean, you, you've got six or seven sides up at the top there, but there's, there's not really a lot between. You know, there's going to be a good side. I think finishes sixth in the league this year. So. Um, it's a bit of a cliche, but they are proper six pointers. You don't want to lose it at this stage of the season. Um, I don't think. I don't think it's about you know because I don't you know. We, I think it's pretty obvious. We, I think we've got a manager who's still finding his way at the club and still finding out who do a play where, and he's still you know you know he's still trying to work out what's best fit. And I'm convinced he'll work that out. I don't um, think it's a million miles away, Steve. I yeah. think it's probably one more player. It's just I, I, for me, it's just that little bit of a midfield conundrum of get what do you do to get the best out of Pogba to be able to control the game and protect the defence a little well, bit more. He's, so. he's pretty obviously he's worked Rooney out now. He's made his he's made his mark with that one. I think the bit he's trying to work out is is, is what Ants just flagged, which is who goes in that sort of centre mid bit and what do I do at right back, yeah. uh, left back. Sorry, do you not think he'll learn from that today? Slowly but surely, it seems to me as if he, he is getting there with his team selection. And he'll have a look at that today. And, you know, he won't be blind to the fact that, you know, the points that we, we've raised ourselves. So I think he might he might, he might might stumble across it in the next three weeks. It's interesting, uh, Blue No one's even mentioning the manager, which is different from when Van Gaal and Moes was here. It's all about just the squad in it more than anything. Yeah, pretty much. He's, he will get it. He will get it right. Otherwise, we're just going to have a couple of years. Same shit happening every, you know, every time. Mm. Oh, I was sick of him now. It's, it's, the, it's up to the players now. There's no excuses this time now. The frustration that's different today, though, is that it's not that you. Last last year, you, last year, you, you couldn't. You, last year, you couldn't see where where the fix was coming. I think today it's just pure frustration that we've not been able to see out the game, just with a little bit of naivety and a bit of poor finishing. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can really give a fuck who else does what. I don't care who wins anything or whatever. But you know, I just want United to get back to playing the right way. And it, I, I'm, I agree with you. I can see it starting to add together, and that's something we've just got to sort. Bide our time and, and grin and bear it. Um, I know it's Stoke didn't uh, take the full allocation. What a bunch of wankers! I'm not Arlo, aren't they? Uh, so we were sat near him. Have you the stuff that comes out of him after you thought he was at a pantomime at sometimes with some of the stuff they were saying? But yeah, um, but speaking us, of usual panto, they had fucking Peter Crouch and that Shakiri <laughs> on the pitch at one point. There's a there's a little bit of a difference in two physiques <laughs> there, isn't there? So, He's with, so, so I got a text at half time. He's a bit like me and Shaw actually today. Well, it's not quite. <laughs> I got a text at half time off somebody saying that he reckons actually Kearney used to do night shifts at Willy Wonka's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They, yeah, allegedly, indeed. Yeah. I know uh, you're putting my bits out of the podcast. They, <laughs> <laughs> you want to see what we cut out the other night? They. Um, they. Um, no, I mean. But then, listen, uh, the point on allocation is I don't know whether that was because they're frustrated with how Hughes is doing stuff or whether United are charging them the earth, but it's only down the road. Well, it's, it's nice for everybody, isn't it? Of course, yeah, I forgot about that, yeah. So, so there's no excuse to it's not sell shit. Out, is there? There's, a, there's a Stoke fan um, who I follow on Twitter and he's, he's been moaning for years about how much United um, charge him. So, so can't argue yeah. today it's 30 quid, isn't it? So. Probably buy one, get one free day at Alton Towers or something, yeah. isn't it, today? So. Yeah, yeah, it must be. It's only 40 minutes away, isn't it? It's not bad at all. Yeah, they'll get home before me yeah. Yeah. doing this podcast. <laughs> did you see that Did you see that fucking clown the other day, the City fan who was trying to win it? He reckoned that um, United, United had 20,000 20, 20, oh, blow-up dolls. Blow-up dolls, dolls high, highly sophisticated yeah. Chinese dolls we had. <laughs> oh, it was a classic, that one, isn't it? Yeah. I reckon, even if we did have 20,000, I reckon it was less than what he's got hanging around his fucking flat <laughs> <laughs> yeah weirdo right uh, Manchester United are going away to reflect on uh, what might have been um, 
Stoke City are going home to watch Peter Crouch fire Shakiri out of a cannon somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we do. I mean, we're golf for us lads, isn't it? Yeah. Going on, what's the goal? I am, mate. Yeah. yeah. We've with one man. In, one man's. Uh, Paying particular attention to, who I really enjoyed last night. Well, yeah. I'm going to come to our golf course. Aaron, you're a, what's, what's going to happen in the Ryder Cup later? I think we'll get beat 16 and a half, 12 and a half. 16 and a half, 12 and a half. Uh, I think Darren Clark's loyalty to his mate Westwood's cost us there yesterday, yeah. and also, you know, he's, he's put a lot of faith in Kaima, hasn't he? And uh, he's, he's not delivered, and I think he's played three and lost three, and Kaima. It's not been good. Has it? It's pop. good telly, though, isn't it? It's mm. a great Sunday watching the Ryder Cup, and especially if it does if it does go quite deep into the. Uh, yeah, you don't want you don't want I, it done and dusty by eight o'clock, do you? I, 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 I abused last night. I was at my mate's thirtieth, and uh, he'd not quite introduced us to his workmates, and they're all slagging the Americans off, saying uh, they're the most they're the most disgusting human beings on the planet. I says, not quite. The Scousers are worse than this guy. Went, I'm a Scouser. <laughs> <laughs> what were you going to say? You were going to say something then? Oh no, no, no. Yeah, no, we're, no. We're none of us. Well, I, 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 if, I hope it. I hope it. Yeah, they got cut out anyway. I. Uh, I hope it gets. I hope it gets quite tight then. And if Europe, I do want Europe to win it. But if they're not going to win it, I do want it to be Lee Westwood who bowls. Completely everything. to blame, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, he did exactly. He hates United. Do you remember? Uh, do you remember that day you upset him on Twitter? And you upset him again last night. Yeah. Um, he, um, <laughs> no, he, he, he was going into the final day of a major in contention. <laughs> and I think it was like the fourth, yeah, fourth time. Yeah. And um, I think he was teeing off about one o'clock, and I got mm. up in the morning. <laughs> Just, like you do, just, yeah, just um, tweeted him saying, "What, whatever happens today, let's hope that fucking spam face doesn't win um, a major." And I looked again at twelve before he teed off, and he blocked me. So he must, he must, he must have read it before he teed off. He's taking some great. credit in him falling yeah. to yeah. Yeah. He didn't win it. Either, no, no. Yeah, imagine, imagine being at a major. Him of it. Imagine, imagine being uh, going into contention on the last day of a major, waking up in the morning, reading a tweet off and, and then blocking him. <laughs> I was, I was watching a golf last night. And I was watching it in bed, and the missus was asleep next to me, so I'm watching it turn down low. You're he, he, missed, he missed that. Uh, he missed that putt, and I jumped on. I went, "Yes, get a fucking extra!" <laughs> "What's happened to it?" I went, "He's just missed a golf putt." <laughs> he hates United, though. He's, he's always spouting off about how much he hates United. I had to have a go. Funny. 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 Yeah. I had a right fucking well. snapper at my cousin last night because he was um, watching golf with him, and he said. I hope he pots this. He kept saying pot, and in the end, yeah. like yeah. same time as saying it, just fucking yeah. shut up. It's potted. <laughs> you know, Peter Alice there. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, yeah, well, we're off to watch the golf. I'm actually going to just jump in the bookies and watch the hopefully postponed win the Art de Triomphe. Um, that'll uh, cheer me up a little bit. But uh, next podcast, I don't know what we're going to do here. Next match day podcast is probably going to be it is Liverpool, isn't it? So yep. Liverpool away, which uh, we'll do then. Um, we'll have some stuff out, I suppose, at some point um, between now and uh, now and that game with the international break on. Might be worth getting together in the boozer lads and doing another readers' <laughs> questions and all the one of them, so we can fire one of them out. We'll have a present this time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, cheers for coming on uh, to Dubs and Ant and uh, Aaron. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back match day at uh, Liverpool. <laughs>